0: Welcome to Healthy Voyager Radio. I'll be your host, the Healthy Voyager, Carolyn Scott. You have just tuned into Healthy Voyager Radio. I'm Carolyn Scott, also known as the Healthy Voyager. We're inching ever so closely to summer and that means the kiddies will be out of school very soon if they aren't already. I know in Some places they get out in May and some places they get out in June, so they're either out of school or almost, and that means finding ways to keep them well-fed and entertained both at home as well as on vacation or uh, camp or any such summer activities that you may be uh, engaging them in this summer. Uh, While it's nice to have your babies home with you, it can also be a challenge to juggle your schedule and life while keeping them happy and healthy, and summer break is A good two months of this juggling act so it can be it can be pretty tough what to do what to do especially with the economy kind of still teetering it can be difficult to keep your family well fed and away from summer boredom Uh, not everyone can afford to travel or send the kids away to camp or some special summer program during the day so you've got to get creative in addition to sitting at home and watching TV or video games or computer being the babysitter that can lead to pretty mindless eating, which isn't good. And just two short months, that can really set your children behind come September. Um, weight gain, sluggishness, just everything. So luckily, I have brought two very knowledgeable mom entrepreneurs on today's show to help us out with some summertime solutions that will hopefully help you when the time comes in just a few short weeks. But before we get to our guests... I thought I'd mention a few things that you might be able to do this summer with your kids that are affordable, that are educational, as well as healthy and fun. I'm sure all you parents out there can use a little help um, this time of year uh, if you're, you know, got a full working schedule and have to worry about, you know, which parent is taking care of the kids or, you know, kind of shipping them around to other parents or if you're not being able to put them in some sort of camp or program. Uh, I totally get it. And uh, here are some ideas that maybe you can do or um, kind of propose to some other people who might be watching the kids this summer. Try to start a garden. Teach your kids how to garden while growing some great veggies and fruits and herbs for summer and into fall cooking. Teaching your kids to connect with their food and learn where it comes from is not only a great lesson, but you can really build a nice foundation for healthy eating their whole life long. And then go ahead and bring your kids into the kitchen. This goes hand in hand with the garden. If you bring your kids into the kitchen while you cook and give them tasks in helping prep the meal, they'll not only learn some valuable skills as far as, you know, when they go away to school and kind of live on their own, they'll know how to cook and not just press buttons on a microwave, but they'll also see the importance of healthy ingredients and cooking fresh at home. They'll also appreciate the time you're spending with them Because, you know, if you, like I said, have a busy schedule, you may not always have um, the time that you'd want to spend. So this just gives you a little extra time while you're, you know, getting something done, you're helping them and teaching them and spending time with them. Uh, And they'll also see how simple and enjoyable it can be to cook a healthy meal. Again, a connection with food and how it is grown as well as prepared will help shape their minds into healthy little green eaters. Uh, summer reading, I think is a big one. I know for me as a kid, I was a voracious reader. Um, and that tends to not be the case these days anymore. I can't stress enough the importance of teaching your kids to read at an early age and encouraging that they continue to read through their teen years. Cause I know now with the internet and the insanely realistic video games, kids just don't read anymore as much as they used to and kind of read only because they have to during school. And the literacy rate is just alarming. Reading uh, keeps their minds sharp while they're away from school because, you know, like I said, two months can be just enough time to just kind of uh, fall into the, the abyss of laziness over the summer if they were not keeping them kind of on their toes. It helps build their vocabulary. It promotes super creative imaginations. You know, video games do it for them, I know, but kids just don't flex those muscles anymore as far as reading. So promoting a trip to the library or a bookstore is really key. And make it fun with a weekly trip. That comes with maybe a yummy snack or go out to lunch together and then curl up with a book yourself next to your kitties while they're reading. Um, And here are some free outdoor activities that um, you can kind of get your kids to to start doing or engage in um, while you're at home or while they're at grandma's house or something like that. Getting your kids away from the screen, be it their iPhone or cell phone or computer or TV is pretty challenging. But bring summer outside, you know, like when we grew up, by trying some fun outdoor games and activities. They're basically free and can be a ton of fun, especially when other kids are involved, whether it's, you know, the neighborhood kids or they have play dates. Um, So here are a few. Try a mud painting gallery. Uh, There's no need for real paint. Just get some old paintbrushes and buckets, fill them with dirt and water, and let the kids go to town on the sidewalks. Um, You know, have them take, you know, a section of the sidewalk and paint it or give them a theme and then, you know, I guess you could maybe judge or have each other judge or just kind of put on a show for the neighborhood with uh, the muddy sidewalks. Kids love to get dirty and getting their creative juices going doesn't hurt either, you know, and then afterward let them run through the sprinklers to get cleaned up. I used to love doing that as a kid and that's kind of free too. Uh, Or try to get the whole neighborhood and the kids together for a parade. Uh, you know, get them ready and, and give them each a task or give them their own uh, ideas and let them kind of come up with their own float ideas or theme. Um, and then they each get to put it together. And then at the end of the day, uh, they, they practice and they do everything. And then at the end of the day, they put on the sidewalk parade for the whole neighborhood. So that's a good all-day activity to keep them busy. They can create their own costumes. They create their own floats. They kind of work together or work in teams. And again, it's creative. It's time-consuming, and uh, and it's fun for them. And uh, kids love to put on shows for their parents. So uh, a sidewalk parade is is a lot of fun, and it's very summer. There are so many ways to keep your kids creative, active, and happy without a lot of money this summer. Things like the parade, or having them put on a play or an improv show with like a a basket of of random clothing or props, um, really shows them how to work together as teams also promotes leadership as well as organizational and analytical skills. And best of all, it wears them out so they get a great night's sleep. So you can't beat that. I'm sure uh, parents over the summer have to deal with a lot of feisty kids who don't want to go to sleep early because they don't have to anymore because they don't have to get up early. So this is a great way to uh, let them have fun in the sun, get creative, and get really sleepy so you can get your work done at night. Okay, so stay tuned as I'll be chatting traveling with your kids, which I know can be incredibly taxing and challenging, um, with my first guest right after the break, Colleen Lannon of Travel Mamas.
1: My name, McGruff the Crime Dog. Sounds like another concerned citizen.
2: McGruff, I'm very concerned. Someone took out a loan in my name. They're pretending to be me. It's called identity theft. But you can protect yourself. Safeguard your personal information, even around the house, because half of identity theft occurs by someone you think you know. Learn more from the National Crime Prevention Council at ncpc.org and take a bite out of crime. A message from this station, the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council.
1: Welcome back to Healthy Voyager Radio. My first guest is a family travel guru who started a fabulous website called Travel Mamas to help other parents with this traveling with kids predicament. Proving that you can still go out and see the world with your kids in tow is Colleen Lannon. Hello, Colleen.
3: Hi, Carolyn. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Sure, I'm excited. This is uh, it's going to be a fun show because
1: I know summer is upon us, and that's right about the time where the kids are out of school and you're starting to think about where to take them exactly. and how to how to do it. So this was uh, I'm excited to to have done this show um, kind of in the nick of time. Yeah. So what prompted you to start Travel Mamas, and when did you get started?
3: Well. Um... My my site launched just a year ago, but really the whole thing started five years ago when I first became a mom and I first had a baby and I was getting ready to go on my first trip and I was really nervous to, to go on, a, on my first trip with a baby and so I started trying to find some resources either online or trying to find a book on how to travel with a baby and really at the time there wasn't a whole lot available so I just started asking everybody I knew who had a kid. And um, how you would travel with a baby, and if they had any tips for me. And so I started sort of jotting things down, and then as I would start doing my travels, I would jot some more things down, and pretty soon I had about three chapters written of a book. I've I've always written. I've been taking writing classes for about ten years, so I wrote about three chapters of a book, and then had a um, sort of put it aside for a couple of years, or I guess for about a year when I was pregnant and was really tired and. Then I had two little kids, and I was, you know, really um, had a lot going on, and so I didn't really spend a lot of time on it. And then I had a friend who had a new baby, and she said, do you have any tips for me on how to travel with kids? And I said, boy, do I ever. Let me send you these three chapters of a book. And she said, wow, that's really great. You know, you have to write this book. You have to get back doing that. You know, we need this book, and I'll be the first one to, to buy it. So she sort of re-inspired me to to pursue that book. And um, so I wrote a a book proposal and found an agent last year. And my agent said, you really need to, you know, build your platform as a travel expert. And so um, launched TravelMamas.com last year and started getting some articles published in different magazines and and things and really tried to create a a website that, that I would have wanted when I was first looking for that information. You know, I really wanted to have some packing lists and some easy, quick tips on how to travel with kids and just, you know, some stories from other parents who traveled before me.
1: Excellent. And I've I've visited your site plenty, and uh, I love all the information you have. It's not just like one general tip site. What what are all the different facets uh, of things on Travel Mamas?
3: Well, and I I should really point out that, you know, when I first got started, it was really about how to travel with babies and toddlers, and that is what my book will be about. But, the site is really about traveling with any age child from babies through, through teenagers. And also I do some grown-up getaway stuff on there too because sometimes we parents do need to have some time where we can just have a romantic getaway or some time with our girlfriends. But um, the website has, you know, principal packing lists, where you can add in your own your own little items. It's broken down by different categories, and you can print out, and, and I use it every time before I travel somewhere. I print one out and make sure that I don't forget anything because I realized I, every time I was traveling, I was recreating this list, and so I've sort of been perfecting it for five years, making this sure. list. Um, and then just travel tips on, you know, sleep tips, eating tips, different uh, aspects of traveling with children, and then also blog posts by myself and by, by guest bloggers um, on different, you know, where to go with kids, different locations, and just different tips that they might have for other traveling parents. Very cool.
1: Is all the travel momless content yours, or do you ask other knowledgeable moms to kind of help you out with, with specific topics?
3: Well, a, a lot of the posts are written by me. Most of the posts are written by me, but I do interview uh, experts in different fields. For example, um, Davis Erler, who is an expert on getting children to sleep well, she helped me out with a, with a story I did on getting your children to sleep while you're on vacation. And then people like you, I've interviewed you for, um, some tips on how to stay healthy and fit while you're traveling. And then I also do every Friday I have a guest blog by by somebody who um, who's another travel blogger or just maybe another blogger um, who can talk about things that maybe I'm not an expert on, like, I don't do a whole lot of camping, and so I had um, Roy Scribner, who he is, uh, he's got campingblogger.net. He was, he wrote a, a post on how to camp with kids, or I've had um, Lisa Berggren with theworldiscalling.com, and she wrote a post on um, what your traveling teen would tell you if they weren't so hopped up on hormones, basically, because I don't really travel with teens. And so it's really great to get that extra expertise from from people who do have um, expertise in, in areas that I just don't know that much about. Excellent. What have you found to be the most common misconception about traveling with kids? Well, I think it's it's kind of funny because I think that there's two misconceptions and they're kind of opposites of one another. One is that travel with children is impossible and that it's not any fun and that you if you want to have any fun on vacation you have to leave the kids at home with grandparents Mm -hmm. and I think that you can definitely travel with kids it's it may be more difficult in some ways and requires more planning but it's definitely doable and enjoyable and um, in some ways can even be more enjoyable I think than traveling without children because they live so much in the present moment that they really force you to slow down and savor savor the moments while you're traveling, which is really the whole reason why we travel in the first place.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The other thing that's that's kind of funny, the, the other misconception I think that people have is some people think that traveling with children is going to be really the same as traveling without children. You know, like, we'll just do the same thing, you know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of parents on the first trip kind of go, oh, wait a second, um, you mean I don't need to just like lay in the sun all day and sort of and have fun and, oh, we can't rent those jet skis because who's going to be t- taking care of the baby? And you sort of go, wait a second, it's sort of a wake-up call that things are different, you know, when, right. you, when you travel with a, with a child than they are beforehand. Just They're not worse, they're just different.
1: Right, right. So what have you found, uh, and I, I would probably say that that is probably very challenging to figure that out, but what's the most challenging thing about traveling with kids and how do you work around that?
3: Well, I've, I've taught some classes on how to travel with a baby or toddler, and I think that the things that people are most nervous about before they travel are getting there, you know, the long flight or the road trip, particularly the, the flight. They're always very nervous that the other passengers are going to hate them. So I think that's something that people tend to be really nervous about. And then I think another thing that's that can be really difficult um, traveling with children of any age is sleep deprivation. You know, um, I think all of us don't necessarily sleep as well while we're traveling as we do at home. So kids suffer from jet lag, sometimes a little worse than, than ups do. And mm-hmm. then, especially if you're going to get like one hotel room, you're going to pile all the kids and your, your spouse and you all in one room. That can mm-hmm. be pretty hard to, to get sleep when you're all um, in one room. And I think that, um One way you can get around that is either to get a suite or to um, book or to do a home exchange, which is a really affordable way that you can have extra space to spread out when you're traveling mm-hmm. um, and then also, if one of the kids gets sick or something and you're and you' one of you one of the parents has to really be up a lot with the child during the night. it's really a good idea if you are traveling with another adult if you can take turns doing that because then at least one person's sane the next day and can sort of, you know, make sure that everybody's doing okay as opposed to everybody just being totally, you know, exhausted and not being able to, to get through the day and you really want to make sure that, you know, a vacation is a time to relax and have fun and so, you know, you don't want to be totally exhausted the whole time that you're there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good tips, good tips. What are some of the must-haves for a travel mama or travel dada when heading out of town with your kids? Like, what are your favorite things that you have to have with you when you're out of town with your babies?
3: Well, um, I always keep a stash of separate toys and books that are specifically for travel. In fact, it it just didn't even occur to me, like, that long ago, it was like a year ago, I finally realized, why am I going around the house and picking out toys every single time and going to the store and trying to figure out new toys to bring with me? Why don't I just keep them separate? Because kids, if they haven't seen a toy for a couple of months, for them, that's like a brand new toy, and it's really exciting Mm -hmm. for them. So it saves money that you don't have to be be buying a new toy every single time that you travel. Um, I also love to bring lots of healthy snacks with me, and then also some forbidden snacks. And I like to start out with the really healthy things and it's really, kids are, can be so entertained for so long just eating. You know, if you just keep on mm-hmm. shoving slices of apple at them and, and soy crisps and different things, that'll buy you a lot of time either on the road or in, in an airplane. And then I like to save the, the forbidden snacks really for the end of the, of the trip. And my mm-hmm. favorite is M&M's because you can dole them out like they're small and you can just dole out one at a time. And it really just buys you a little bit of time every time that you're giving those little M&M's to the kids and you know I I do use the travel DVD player I like to wait until the end of the trip to use it um, Mm -hmm. rather than you know you really want to wait until the end when sort of you're really tired the kids are tired everybody's sort of lost their patience and then you're like and now we get to watch a movie and it's like you know you've already put all your time in doing the arts and crafts and playing the games and giving the snacks and doing all that and now it's like just when everybody's about to lose it you can say here we can watch a movie and, and sort of buy yourself a little extra time.
1: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, there's
3: something to be said about
1: having enough distraction, especially when there's nowhere to go but sit in the car or sit on the plane, which is even worse.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things that you really have to keep in mind is that, you know, you can't just buy the toys and just kind of throw them at the kid and think that they're going to play with them. I mean, you're really, your time of like sitting on an airplane and Relaxing and reading a magazine you're not going to be able to do a lot of that when you're traveling with with young children you're really in order to make all those toys and crafts and snacks work, you really have to be very engaged with the child while you're you're on the plane or in the car with them
1: Mhm, absolutely yeah, say bye bye to uh relaxing and watching a movie yourself on the plane for at least a good five to seven years. <laughs> yeah.
3: Unless you're lucky and they fall asleep, then you can snag that DVD player from them and maybe try and watch your own movie. Exactly. What are some of your favorite resources regarding uh, travel,
1: be it road trips, plane travel, cruises? Um, I know that you said before you found you know the time to create your own comprehensive website. Um, you kind of did a little bit of homework, and do you still look at other websites for, for help and, and ideas?
3: Sure. Yeah, I love I love visiting other other travel blogs. I get a lot of really great tips and information from them. And I do I do still like travel guides. I still bring you know my Fodor's guide or my Braumers guide with me when I travel. Um, as far as like road trips go, I love MapQuest. Even though you may have GPS in your car. I really think it's a good idea if you're going to be going on a road trip, particularly with a lot of stops with different, you know, destinations, to really map it out, first of all, on MapQuest, because it'll tell you exactly, like, how long it's going to take you to get there, how many miles that is, and you can sort of try and figure out some waypoints along the way, maybe some fun things you could stop and do along the way. Um, even if you have GPS, I think that's a good uh, good route to go. Um, as far as plane travel goes, my favorite... Uh, Item is a CARES restraint or a go-go babies. A go-go babies is like a cart that you can use for uh, a toddler seat so that you don't have to be lugging this huge, heavy toddler seat through the mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. airport. Um, and I also love the CARES restraint is like a one pound um, restraint that just easily fits into your bag. And that is so much easier than, than trying to bring a big, heavy toddler seat with you on the airplane so that's something I really love and then you also said cruises so something I I love for I, I love Disney cruises I could go out, I could talk a whole show about how much I love Disney cruises. <laughs> I just did a blog post on on Disney cruise um about why it's such a it's such a great um resource for families because it really they really take care of People of all different ages and the parents get to really relax on vacation, which is kind of a a rarity sometimes when you have kids. And another really great resource is cruisecritic.com. I really love their site. If you're thinking about doing a cruise with a child of any age, they've got articles on, you know, how to cruise with teens, how to cruise with tweens, which cruise lines are best for babies, and just a lot of really great um, information on their website.
1: Very cool. Cruisecritic.com. Now, I know you were mentioning um, about all the stuff you can have to bring with you on a plane. I always feel so bad when I see a family with like three kids and they're all fairly small and they all have their little carry-ons and they got to take off their shoes and do the whole dealio at the uh, the security check. How challenging is that really I mean coming from someone who doesn't have children yet that looks like it's got to be a nightmare is it really a nightmare or do you just kind of get used to it
3: I think it's a little both I think it's a little bit of a nightmare (laughs) and I think you do get used to it I mean I I'm not someone who's going to tell you you know oh I'm so good at traveling with children that I do absolutely everything perfectly and I never get stressed out you know, I think the reason that I started doing this in the first place is that I love to travel. I love being a mom, and I really wanted to be able to continue traveling with my kids and see the world with my kids. So um, I really I, – my goal is to enjoy the journey, but I think sometimes, you know, there are some things you just have to get through. Like going through the security checkpoint, that may be one of the most stressful points of any – of any um, trip is when you're really, you know, you're trying to get all that stuff through and get the kids shoes off and trying to keep the, you know, the two year old from running off and all that kind of stuff, particularly if you're doing it by yourself, that's a whole different challenge in itself. So mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, there's, there's a tip that, that I, I learned from, um, from the sky steward, um, David Galen. He uh, just recently did a, a guest blog post for, for travel mamas on etiquette, how to, how to, Teach your kids etiquette, airplane travel etiquette. And one of the tips that he gave, I guess one of his readers had given him the tip that when you're going through, bring an extra little grocery bag or something with you that you can throw all of the keys and cell phones and shoes into so that you're not trying to pick up 500 different things when you get out of the other side of the security so I'm gonna try that next time I'm traveling. Maybe that'll make it a little a little less stressful for us.
1: That is smart. That is smart. Yeah, I, I always look and I think that's my future. Me and three kids and lots of crap trying to get through real <laughs> fast, taking off shoes and, yeah, I always feel really bad. So I know you mentioned before that Disney cruises are great, but what's your favorite family destination or activity?
3: Well, activities that I really love. I love going to botanical gardens when I travel with the kids because I think that you know a lot of times we're expecting kids to do a lot of standing in lines, going to maybe museums and doing things that um, that kids aren't you know they need to have some time where they can just run around and be free and be outside and be in nature. And so I love going to a botanical garden because it kind of gives kids a, a chance to really just get their wiggles out and run around and play. And you also get a a chance to get a feel for, for the local destinations, like their, their flora and their fauna and just their nature, basically. Um, Another thing I love to do with little kids when we travel is go to parks because kids can make friends anywhere. If you go Mm -hmm. to a local park in another country and your child does not speak the same language as the local children, it doesn't matter. They'll be friends within five minutes and they'll be playing together. And it's sort of your way of sort of, um, Sneaking into the culture and kind of getting to really feel like a local by hanging out with the locals at the at the local park. But That's as far a great as idea. as far as the destination goes, I mean, I lo- I love Disney Cruise. I love Hawaii. I love Disneyland. But a lot of times, I like to go somewhere new every time that we go. So we don't have like one place that we go back to again and again. You know, we like to try mm. and see new and different things every time that we go somewhere. Now, what
1: would you suggest for a great family vacation idea this summer for families that are on a budget? Because I know the economy is still kind of holding out, so a lot of people this summer are kind of worried about, what am I going to do with my family, at least to kind of get them out once this summer?
3: Sure. Um, Well, I think that cruises, I think a lot of times people think that cruises are more expensive than they are, really. There are some some very affordable cruise lines that cater to children, like Carnival Cruise Line um, is, is a affordable cruise line they really have some really great children's programs and they accept children their kids camp starting at age two um, and if you take a cruise and you choose an inside cabin that can be really affordable especially because if you look at a lot of the entertainment is, clu- is included in the price. A lot of your meals are included in the price. The only meals and entertainment that you're paying for are things that, like, once you stop and you're doing a shore activity. Uh, but other than that, you know, when you're trying to figure out your budget, it's really nice to know, like, this is really what it's going to cost us. And being in an inside cabin, you still get to ha- have access to those pools and that entertainment and all the fun that somebody paying for a more expensive cabin would get. Mm-hmm. Another really great option is to do a home exchange. I mentioned before doing a home exchange and I've done a couple of them and it's just so great rather than everybody piling into one hotel room that you're paying lots of money for every night you can Mm -hmm. have a room for everybody in the in the family can have their own room and everybody gets better sleep and it's it's either free I've done it where you talk to friends who live in that area and send out an email and ask people do you know anybody who might want to exchange homes with us I'm lucky I live in San Diego everybody wants to come here Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also do it through homeexchange.com. They charge $99 for the year. You can sign up for $99. You can actually go on and sort of look through the different options before you sign up, too, just to kind of see what kind of homes are out there. And once you sort of make a contact with somebody, you talk to them first. It's not like you're just going to immediately sign up. You know, you can kind of get comfortable with the family and feel like, you know, is this really going to be a good fit? And you can see the pictures of their home and how how close are they to things and you can ask them questions you know do you have like a park that you would recommend that we go to or what kind of what kind of restaurants do you think that we should go to with our family and and it's really a fun way to experience a location and sort of feel like you're living there for a week as opposed to just you know you know living out of a suitcase in a hotel room right and it is very affordable yes it's exactly and another great thing too i i should mention is There are so many contests on travel blogs. If you start paying attention to travel blogs, you can get such great – I don't know of any that are happening right now. I don't have any going on on TravelMamas.com right now, but I have had um, some great giveaways on my site, and I've entered lots of of contests on other sites, and I've won a couple things, and it's really a really great way to, you know, learn about other places that you can go to and also maybe even get a chance to, to win a trip and go for free.
1: Yeah, that's a great tip. I'm going to start looking at all the other travel blogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell us, I know you said you were writing a book. Tell us about your upcoming Travel Mamas Guide.
3: Well, like I said, it's been a long time, a long process, um, so I, I signed on with an agent a year ago, and then we really, she really wanted me to build up my platform this year before we send it out to publishers. And so I actually just got off the phone with her this morning, had like an hour and a half phone call with her talking about my book proposal and sort of going over some changes that we're going to be doing. So hopefully um, we're going to be sending it out within the next, um, I hope, I'm hoping like the next month or so, and hopefully find a, a publisher and and uh, get it out into into bookstores. So it's, it's nice. going to be, it's a, it's a book basically on how to travel with babies and, and toddlers and preschool preschoolers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Places. I think
1: that's definitely going to fill a void in the marketplace. People, people need that. I hope so. Well, where can we find out more about you and travel mamas and all your great information and possible trip giveaways?
3: Well, definitely go to travelmamas.com and it's travelmamas with an S on the end dot com. And, uh, I've got lots of fun giveaways coming up this summer, and blog posts always changing them all the time, and so hopefully some people will stop on by and take a look.
1: For sure, for sure. It's a wonderful resource, definitely needed, and lots of great info. I'll definitely be on there every day once I uh, have my little puppies, for (laughs) (laughs) sure. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Colleen. I know you're a busy mom, so I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Carolyn. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it definitely was. Everyone stay with us because after the break, I welcome Catherine McCord of Weelicious.
2: Hi, honey. I'm home. What in the... Get that
3: tire off my good rug.
2: But it's part of my plan to save us money.
3: That tire is not going to be
2: our coffee table. Sweetie, this is to remind us that properly inflated tires could save us more money at the pump than a week's worth of gas. You're getting tire tracks on my love seat. To remind us that we love saving gas with properly inflated tires. Discover smarter ways to save hundreds of dollars on gas and help the environment, too, at the Alliance to Save Energy's website, drivesmarterchallenge.org.
1: Thanks for coming back to Healthy Voyager Radio. So having your kids and their friends running around your house this summer, having plenty of food on hand is a must. And if you're listening to this show, I'm sure that healthy food is an even bigger must. And my next guest has dedicated herself to coming up with healthy, kid-friendly meals and snacks that work for all schedules and budgets. With me now is Catherine McCord. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be on this show. So tell us, what is Weelicious all about?
4: Weelicious is basically fast, easy, and fresh recipes for your entire family. It started off more uh, as baby food, but as um, my life has changed and a lot of parents' lives changed, we now um, basically have recipes for the entire family.
1: Excellent. So the babies are no longer babies, so you've kind of added everything into it.
4: Well it it basically started when I had my son and I didn't really know what to feed him. I mean, I went to culinary school, worked in a lot of restaurants and catering companies, and now I have this infant and I'm, you know, you're supposed to start feeding them and you're like, what am I supposed to start feeding? How do you feed them when? And I, you know, I surfed the internet and there just wasn't a lot of information. There were definitely very few recipes, um recipe ideas. So I started it sort of as a blog, and it's grown. As, you know, since my now my kids are you know getting older, and um, really the goal is to to feed parents for parents to feed and not feel like short order cooks. It's the goal is to like give one meal. that's going to work for everyone.
1: That's smart. That's smart. Do you offer recipes for all
4: sorts of moms and kids who follow special diets? Tons, because that's a, today. It seems like there's just more and more allergies for kids. Um, some kids are allergic to eggs, dairy, nuts. You know, we have nut-free schools. So mm. we, um, all of the recipes, um, you know, when I'm coming up with them, I, I, I try to focus a lot on a vegetarian diet, but I, I, mm. we eat chicken and fish. But it seems, I always find that kids um, like vegetarian recipes a lot. They like the, because I think sometimes with meat, it's, it's tougher to chew, for, especially for little mouths um mm-hmm. when, when they're they're like want to play and they're not focused on their eating so it's just a little bit easier to chew
1: excellent now you we said you were uh had worked you'd gone to culinary school and worked in the catering business uh before launching welicious mm-hmm. um so was that kind of tough to or was it was it a help to kind of know what, your way around the kitchen, or were you wanting to make these gourmet meals and then be like, oh man, my kid's not going to eat that?
4: <laughs> well, I've always <laughs> been a passionate, um, I've, I've kind of traveled the world because I started modeling at a really young age, so I always had sort of a passion for food and, uh, and went to culinary school and, you know, worked in restaurants and sort of just couldn't find my way. I just didn't, re- I realized that very quickly that I didn't want to work 16 hours, you know, in, in the basement of, uh, at a restaurant so you know that that was that was sort of I took a break and then when I had my son it all kind of it all kind of came to me what I mm. wanted to do
1: now was it fun for you to start creating these kid-friendly recipes
4: uh, it's amazing because w- w- in, I live in Southern California in Southern California you have these amazing farmers markets so so mm. much of the inf- inspiration came just from that that when I had my son you know it's 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 fruits and vegetables are, you know, the primary foods that you're introducing to your young babies. So I would go to the farmer's market, and I learned quickly that, like, eating seasonally was a lot less expensive, it's a lot more fresh, and just better for our body, bodies and our wallets.
1: So what, in your opinion, are the benefits of making your children's food fresh as opposed to, you know, getting some Gerber jarred food?
4: Well, there's multiple, you know. The, the last thing I think that any parent, when you really think about it, is you know buying a, a jar of baby food that's been sitting on you know a, a shelf of a grocery for days, weeks, even months. And when you make fresh food, it's you have a hand in it. You pick the fruit yourself, so you can, you know where it comes from. And honestly, it isn't time consuming at all. You you know I, I would make batches of fresh food and I would freeze a lot of it so that I would have it for the you know, months and months that I was feeding my baby.
1: That's a wonderful tip. I know a lot of people still shop and feed out of convenience and don't really think that you can make big batches and save it and it will last you a while.
4: Oh, my gosh. And and when it comes down to it, like, you know, applesauce is really just steamed apples. It's steamed, pureed apples. So you have that fresh flavor, you know, that and the flavors that you're turning your babies onto, are th- that's going to set set up the path for the flavors that they're going to continue to love. So you really want to give them, you know, the naturally sweetest apples and baby foods that have no fillers and no preservatives and additives.
1: You're right. You know, a lot of apple sauce on the market shelves don't just have apples. It's all the other chemicals and preservatives, and your kids get used to that at a very early age.
4: Exactly. So what you feed them is, you know, generally what they'll crave.
1: Exactly. What do you find to be the biggest reason why a majority of parents don't prepare fresh meals at home and opt for the convenience foods?
4: I think that it's it's what you said earlier. It's a lot of it is time. A, a lot of it is money. I think that you know it's it's a lot easier to go through a drive-through and spend you know four dollars um, you know on a burger and fries, but. Then you start to think about, you know, the the long-term effects and you're going to be shelling out a lot more money long-term on, you know, medical bills, let's say, than, yeah. you know, just spending, you know, maybe $5 on, you know, a meal that's really fresh and healthy and, you know, the, the kids will love. I, th- I think that, you know, with, it, it, it's just, you have to think about making, making it easy on yourself and, uh, finding out you know, what time you have to, available, what your, your skill set is. And once you figure all that out, cooking becomes a lot easier.
1: Right. And I know you mentioned before you you didn't want to be a short order cook, and that does happen a lot. Um, I'm sure with uh, distinguishing little tastes, you know, one kid might want this for lunch and the other kid might want that for lunch. How do you kind of work around that? And I know that's, probably a problem for a lot of moms that are prepping food and their, their fresh foods in their kitchen where they don't want to have to make 20 different things in one day
4: totally i mean and i think part of the one of the biggest problems we in the united states we have all this availability to so much variety so many different foods you know and kids are given so much choice and mm-hmm. it, it's about i think kind of honing that back down and um you know not giving them so many choices, you know, like mommy's not going to make something for everyone, and sometimes that's just giving getting them involved. I mean, that's a big platform for We is getting kids involved in the kitchen, um, mm-hmm. because the more that they have a hand in the cooking and the food that goes in the their bodies, the more excited they are about what they're eating.
1: Right, right. They don't just think that food falls from the sky, that there's actually a process.
4: Exactly. I mean, instead of sitting there fighting with your kids, be like, "Wait a minute. Get over here. Can you help me? Can you take that bread out of, you know, out of the package? Can you help me um, you know, here's a like a, you know, a plastic knife even. Can you help me spread some of the 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 an almond butter or peanut butter? Getting them involved in the smallest tasks from the youngest age really gets and empowers kids about what they're eating.
1: Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, for families on a budget, and I know that's a huge reason why a lot of people opt for convenience food because in the short term it does seem cheaper, what would you suggest for a quick but healthy snack or meal this summer? I know that that's a big plus uh, during the summer because that's when you have the kids at home instead of at least saving on lunches because they're at school.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's always – Starting with your base ingredients, so whenever you 're trying to build a meal let 's say it 's starting from the bottom rice, pasta, breads, you know your whole grains are really inexpensive, they last in the refrigerator for days, and then by adding you know uh, uh, some ingredients that you would consider to be a little bit more expensive to that is a great way to t- uh, save on money and time because you can cook up a ton of pasta on Sunday and turn it into baked ziti Mondays, pasta salad on Tuesday. You know, it, 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 you just mm-hmm. keep building from that one base.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. A great tip. Cuz a lot of people do cook for one meal alone and then they have to do that every day for 7 days.
4: Exactly. And changing it up like I have a on Weelicious, we have um, a a slow cooker chicken recipe all you do is put a whole chicken in a slow cooker turn it on two and a half hours later it's finished so you know Monday I'll make just serve the chicken Tuesday it's chicken bean and cheese uh, quesadillas Wednesday it's mac and cheese chicken bites you know it's about using your ingredients and having it ready already in the kitchen but making it easy on yourself at the same time
1: Right. Any specific ingredients or foods that are absolute must-haves for healthy family cooking?
4: I'm, I would say for kids, it would probably be cheese. Keeping a, for a lot of kids love cheese. It adds a lot of flavor. It's got like a salty flavor. It's a, you know, it's a dairy. It's a protein. And it, just, it, it can turn kind of a boring dish into something exciting, special, and cheesy.
1: <laughs> How about traveling snacks? What do you find to be the easiest and most cost-effective when you travel with your kids?
4: It depends the age group, but you know anything that's going to stay well, like temperature-wise, I always think you know that's important. Anything in its own shell, like an avocado. You know, you'd be shocked that just cutting an avocado and eating that as a snack is like incredibly nutritious and delicious. Bananas. Um, you know, a protein bar like Lara bars are a great choice if you don't have time to cook because they're just, you know, nuts and dates. So you're getting the pro- you you want to fo- focus on foods that have protein and carbohydrates to keep you full. And honestly, no one wants to like have a, a mess when they're traveling with their kids. So it's thinking about foods right. that aren't going to make a mess.
1: Right, right. Now, what are the most important items for stocking a Weelicious kitchen? Like what are your favorite tools in the kitchen?
4: As far as equipment goes or food? Yeah,
1: yeah, equipment. equipment. Like what do you use a lot and what Please would you suggest?
4: But this is the best part like I for me my kitchen is exactly like anyone else's kitchen for the most part. I mean, I do love a slow cooker because it's like a mother's savior because you can just throw everything in and make a beautiful soup or like I said the simple roast chicken. Um and I always think things like in you know, a rice cooker are not are a good idea because it's just we make macaroni and cheese in our rice cooker so it it has a lot you know you can make breakfast cereals like oatmeal in it, so that that's always that's one of my favorite things too
1: so quick quick and uh time saving utensils and tools are your favorite
4: yes. Anything that makes life faster, quicker. Because I always, I'm the first to admit that I'm the laziest cook of all time. It has to be. It has. I mean, I'm not running a gourmet kitchen over here. I like things to be really easy. You know, minimum amount of time, maximum flavor. That's has to be the goal.
1: Now, um, on your website, you've got all sorts of things from recipes to videos. What are some of the things you can find on Weelicious? I know it's not just recipes.
4: No, I mean Wheelishes is on every day is an original recipe picture and article, and I take the pictures because I I don't want them to be highly stylized. They're really simple because the the food I cook is what you can cook in your kitchen. Fridays, every Friday, we do a cooking video with me and my kids to show you you can cook with your kids. It 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 is it's easier than you think it is. Uh, We have like restaurants in our area. Uh, kid-friendly restaurants that you can go out to. There's lots of information. School lunches is a huge one for us. Every day we take a picture of my son's school lunch. Um, Just to have ideas, because I think that for parents, they're like, they get in the rut of like, oh, my gosh, school lunch again. You know, you don't want to keep giving your kid the same sandwich every day. So these are just, you know, recipes and ideas that are super simple and easy that you're like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Excellent.
1: So um, what else uh, can we expect from Weelicious and where can we find out more about you and your cooking videos and all those goodies?
4: Everything is at Where um, Every day you look on, you can look at us at something new and fun and different on Weelicious.com or on our Facebook page or, or follow us on Twitter. Very cool. Well, thank you
1: so much, Catherine. I really appreciate you taking the time. I um, I know a lot of uh, our listeners are vegan or vegetarian and gluten free, and I've noticed that you have a lot of great recipes for that, which is great for parents who just don't have the time. Because I know that that seems to be a tough arena to cook, you know, special diet stuff. And uh, like you were mentioning before, the allergies. So you're you've got some great information on your site for that.
4: Yeah, it's such a stress for parents, and, you know, cooking for your kids is tough enough, so Weelicious always tries to make it easier on every parent, dealing with every issue.
1: Well, you're definitely doing a great job of that.
4: Good. Thank you. Thanks so
1: much for coming on the show, and I'm looking forward to some more Weelicious action soon.
4: (laughs) Thanks so much.
1: Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back after these brief
2: messages. With great privilege comes great responsibility. Carter Fleming,
0: Community Center Volunteer.
2: The giving spirit is as passionate in the boomers today as it was in our 20s, and we as a generation can still impact our country. Lead, inspire, change the world again. Join thousands and find which volunteer opportunity is best for you. Call 1-800-424-8867 today or visit www.getinvolved.gov. This message is brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service on this station.
0: Thanks for coming back for the wrapping up portion of Healthy Voyager Radio. All right. Make sure you visit TravelMamas.com as well as Weelicious.com. That's W-E-E-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com. You can follow them both on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you join me next week when I welcome urban gardener Mike Lieberman. He's going to teach us how to garden without any excuses, whether you live in the sticks or whether you live in a high-rise. He's going to help us uh, figure out how to do that this summer. As well as the happy herbivore herself, Miss Lindsay Nixon. She's going to chat with us about her uh, yummy, low-fat vegan recipes and her upcoming cookbook. So that should be a lot of fun. As for me, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else on the web. And like I said, coming Memorial Day weekend, I'm launching HealthyVoyager.com 2.0. It'll be bigger. It'll be more exciting, more interactive. I'm very, very Uh, anxious to get this uh, up and running and and, um, bring it out to you guys. Very excited. So look for the new healthyvoidger.com coming Memorial Day weekend. Again, I'd like to thank Miss Colleen Lannan of Travel Mamas and Catherine McCord of Weelicious one more time for all of their great info today. Be sure to check out uh, podcasts of today's show as well as past shows on HealthyBoyger.com as well as on iTunes or Zune where you can subscribe and never miss a show. And you can uh, listen to it at your leisure. And before, as usual, we head out with a song uh this time I'm gonna place out with a song by a great band that I heard at Worldfest this past weekend. Um and Worldfest is a, a really great vegan event here in Los Angeles uh around this time every year in May. They are called the Elevators, spelled E-L-E-V-A-T-E-R-S, elevators. They're they're very summery, kind of mixed with some hip hop Jason Mirazi, Jameer ish Reggae-ish kind of sounds. Very cool. Check them out at elevatorsmusic.com. All right. Thanks so much for joining me today. Have a great weekend and enjoy Lionside by Elevators. Bye. <music>
2: Born in the sun, sun never king fit, no man you In my blood, but I don't feel it in my soul. Tell me what we're fighting for. Really but never know, never that. Take it back, I claim my voice and let it go. Break me free. Out of my chain, close my way. Let me be simply a man, earth, blood and bone. Silently, I will let my actions lead the way. Hunter and the prey. Hunter and the prey. both pray. They say, Will I ever choose to be the lion side to be free of the ego? Oh, 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 oh. Will I ever choose to be the lion side to be free of ego? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 oh. Will I ever choose to be the lion side to be free of ego? He was born when backs were sore and feet were worn raw, like the sun god of the Pharaoh, tearing their bones to suck on the marrow, feasting on the roots of life. The beast in me is full of light golden, but cannot be bought a soul that is old and doesn't do just what it's told. is right, but rather says and does exactly what bubbles up from below his bladder. And what other mother can say doesn't matter, no. No, will I ever choose to be the lion's side of me? Oh Will I ever choose to be the lion's side of me? Historically move, past, present, the essence, the groove, the rack, rock, the jazz, the blues, forever embedded, incredibly infused in memory. Synergy sending me heavenly force Telepathy and spiritual energy Revel in, remembering what he said to me My people Kill the imperialism My people All the materialism is nothing but a distraction In plastic, the consequences is massive My people Shine your candle bright My people Use it to light the dynamite For the lion inside the enemy My enemy's an image of me Will I ever choose to be the lion inside of me Free of the old the bee, we are